Hello and welcome back to the Wobcast for a quick episode looking ahead to next season. Today was of course fixture list release day and we learned that Watford will be opening their 2021-22 Premier League campaign at home against Aston Villa. To gauge the feeling among Watford supporters, I spoke to Mike Parkin from the From the Rookery End podcast to see which games he's looking forward to and generally how excited he is for next season. And here's what he had to say. Thanks, thanks for joining me today, Mike. It's uh, a pleasure to have to have you on, and it's sort of me extending uh, an arm to you to say that you know this isn't tanks on the lawn of, of the the Watford podcast scene. This is tanks tanks beside one another on the lawn, I guess. There's always plenty to talk about when it comes to Watford, as we both well know, Ryan. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's great to see another. High quality Watford podcast on the uh, on the airwaves, if you like. It's uh, it's good and uh, yeah, nice to uh, nice to join you. Good stuff. Uh, well, today is fixture release day. Um, we've we've seen what's what's going to be happening and when. Uh, anything jumping out at you straight away? I mean, I think the first thing to say, Ryan, is it's how a it's really exciting. B it's nice to see us back amongst the elite. I think the most probably the biggest thing for me is just having a home fixture on that first day. Uh, you know, we, we were both been lucky enough to be at, at Watford fixtures last season uh, at an empty Vicarage Road. And I think it does bear repeating to, to people who weren't there just how eerie and odd and at times quite unpleasant, really, it was to be there, wasn't it? It was just, um, um, for me anyway, it's the first time ever going to the football has genuinely felt like work. And um, it just wasn't, it didn't feel right, did it, without supporters there. So just to have an opening day fixture, hopefully a full house is, is, is possible, I think is, is really genuinely exciting and quite moving, actually, quite emotional sort of thinking about what it would be like on, at three o'clock on, on Saturday the 14th if, if Watford trot out against Aston Villa in front of a full house. So to have the, a home fixture first up is, is brilliant. And perhaps leading on from that, I think in terms of a start, you know, August and September look OK, don't they? And, as we as we learnt to our cost, it's very difficult in the Premier League to recover from a bad start, um, mm. and I think this gives us a reasonable opportunity to to set off on the on the right foot. So all things considered, I think that for me that was always going to be the most important thing. What what our start looks like, um, bearing in mind what happened to us in the in the relegation season, and I think this gives us a good opportunity to get off on a on an okay footing. Yeah, you you mentioned that that home game. That's that's going to be. Amazing! Isn't it? I was watching the the Hungary Portugal game the other day with that full stadium, and it just it shouldn't be surreal, should it? That uh, to what to see a full stadium, but as as you mentioned, it's just been you know there's empty and and soulless and and lifeless at games, and it's just to have that back is is going to be so so good. Absolutely, yeah. You cannot stress enough how much how much supporters were were missed, and and yeah, it's just it, it was that feeling of, of just having miss, missing it against watching that hungry game. It was it was quite spine tingling, wasn't it? And it was I'm just mm-hmm. so so excited for for fellow fans to be to be back in the in the ground. And I think you know it's it's, it's the other thing is it's great that it's that it kind of if, a, if fans were going to miss a season, it was the season in the championship, and we can mm-hmm. we can pick off where pick up where we left off in the in the Premier League, whether we'll be quite so keen and excited come the end of November, 
it yes. remains to be seen, doesn't it? Because uh, we've been quite positive about the start, but that looks like a very, very tricky run of fixtures. Yeah, let's let's go through that. So there's Arsenal at home, Man United, uh, Arsenal away, sorry, Man United at home, Leicester away, Chelsea at home, and then December starts nicely with Manchester City as well. So those five fixtures back to back, that's going to be a really, really tough run, isn't it? It is, and I think it just gives more credence to the theory that a good start is going to be absolutely vital because. You know, yeah, we have to be clear. You know, Watford, if we're going to compete in the Premier League, if we're going to stay up, we are going to have to um, deliver some probably eye-catching results. And every year we were up in the in the five seasons in our last in, in the Premier League, we did bloody a few noses, didn't we? We did beat mm-hmm. one of the top four or five every year: Manchester United, Liverpool, obviously, famously. Um, yeah. We dealt with Arsenal a couple of times. So, whilst on paper it does look incredibly daunting. Um, You'd hope that we were going to we're going to at least compete with some of them. I mean, we ought to mention Manchester City, and I think we a lot of Watford yeah. support. I saw a funny piece on sort of tongue in piece, uh, tongue in cheek piece on Twitter that someone had done about how we we should just then um, not turn up. We should concede those and take take two three nil defeats. And you know, most Watford supporters would probably go for that. But <laughs> what you actually want to see is is us learning lessons from those chastening defeats against Manchester City. Uh, and and hopefully competing this time around and 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 doing things a little bit differently. I don't think, I think what for, we're going into the season very differently. I think we're mm. accepting it's going to be very very difficult. I think the last year we've had relegation, COVID, everything is sort of combined to give everyone a sort of a sense that things aren't always going to go your way. And I think Watford supporters are going into this feeling a little bit more pragmatic um, we understand the, the the perils the difficulties the challenges that lie ahead of us perhaps a little bit more than we did before before covid and the pandemic and, and relegation so i think expectation levels are probably will probably be tempered slightly but on the flip side of that i think we should also be be confident and not write our chances off too soon and and we joke about man city but i really really do hope that come december we're in a situation to at least put up a decent fight and I won't be throwing the towel in um, at kickoff ju- just yet. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's exciting. I'm just looking down the, 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 the fixture list now and just to be back playing those, those big games and having that run of games in, in November is when you go to a match, you want to see your team pitting their wits against the best sides. And uh, there's no doubt that that's what's going to be happening certainly in uh, November, isn't it? Yeah. And looks like it will be doing, they'll be doing that at the last two games of the season as well, Leicester and Chelsea, you'd you'd hate for it to be the case that you'd go into those games needing something, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. You don't want to be, where are we? We're away at Chelsea on the last day, home to Leicester. Mm-hmm. There's no real sign of Leicester going backwards and, and struggling, is there? Their next season's no, squad no. is just is just absolutely fantastic. I think um, they've been brilliant and there's no sign of them being anything other than that last, next season. But I think the jury is out on a couple of teams, Ryan. And, you know, I think the teams that we we immediately look to is Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, probably Burnley and Palace, maybe Newcastle. That's that's probably the mini league, I think, that initially we would say we're in. But then I think the mm-hmm. jury's out, definitely not on Leicester at our last home game, but teams like Villa, Wolves and Leeds, who had Wolves, um, sorry, Villa and Leeds had great seasons last season. Um, Wolves showed that the second season in the Premier League can be can be difficult. So I think the jury's out on on those sides 
uh, as well. Uh, and even even people like Tottenham and Arsenal, we don't really know mm-hmm. what they're going to look like um, as this as the season progresses. Um, they, you know, they're they're in a state of flux. Both clubs, really. I was at, I watched Arsenal play West Brom towards the end of the season at the Emirates, and really that that sort of fear factor really has gone with Arsenal. The, the swagger that occasionally they played with really has dissipated. And yes, you'd expect them to um, to, to strengthen in the in the summer. But I think I guess what I'm saying is I think that there's probably yes, there's plenty to to fear in terms of being respectful. But also, it's it's all to play for, and I think there will there'll be some teams um, that might expect to have a decent season and, and might struggle. And I just wonder whether you know Villa, Wolves, Leeds, we might see one uh, or a couple of those struggle as well. Yeah, you, you mentioned Spurs and, and Wolves and Palace. All of them, of course, get, uh, looking to bring in new managers, and and you know that can that can make or break a team, can't it? You know, if if a team doesn't get on with their manager, then then that could could really be costly for them, and that could be something that Watford could easily take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. And with as time ticks on through the summer, obviously we're in the the middle of the Euros at the moment, which is absolutely fantastic. But players away mm-hmm. um, there, and and as time ticks on, as we get, and, you know, August it will be upon us soon. July, of course, when they when they report back and and preseason friendlies start start happening. We're halfway through, well, two thirds of the way through June already, and with teams already looking for still looking for, for head coaches their time with their players is becoming increasingly truncated isn't it and mm-hmm. you know that can only be a, a benefit to Watford who you know will have the 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 the, the momentum you'd hope of, uh, of of promotion the very very good relationship with Shishko Munoz and the existing squad we've seen that you know Watford are, are adding to their squad as time's gone by you'd assume that they've been working on deals ever since promotion was was confirmed so yeah, Watford have got a lot going in their favour compared to some of those other clubs that we might be targeting to take points off or might be targeting to drag into a a race for survival. So, yeah, there's lots to be positive for. Um, I mean, it feels a bit mealy-mouthed, doesn't it, looking for the reasons why other teams won't be will be struggling. But I think we need to be realistic. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Palace in particular are an interesting one. No manager and a lot of players... Um, a lot of players out of out of contract, and yeah, yeah even Tottenham, where, where where supporters are, we've talked about fans coming back, and there's, there's absolutely no question that once Vicarage Road is is full, the the, the full twenty thousand Watford fans will be a hundred percent behind the club, the team, the players, and Cisco. You know, whereas is that the case at, at at somewhere like Tottenham, where you know they were they were obviously part of the ill-fated Super League breakaway? There's huge questions being asked of of Daniel Levy. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a fascinating pre-season for for clubs outside Watford, which I think in turn play could could play into our hands. Absolutely, and you, you touched on it there. The Watford seems to be doing their business very quickly. They've, they've brought in you know several players already. Some of them, of course, we might not get to see this season, but you know they're they're, they're moving quickly and, and putting together the basis of the team for next season so that they can work with it as much as they can during pre-season. Yeah, and that was one of the benefits of not going up through the playoffs. So they, we got promoted, what, with a couple of games to, to spare. So straight away, um, Scott and Gino could be on the phone d- doing their business. I mean, you'd expect that they were probably doing laying the groundwork well in advance of us actually being mm-hmm. promoted because it looked likely or at least possible for, for quite a while. And I was encouraged by... What Scott said when we spoke to him for the for the from the Rookery podcast, he talked very very clear about the type of 
player that he wants to augment the squad with and have to have a certain sort of type and commitment to, to the squad. And I think with that in mind, it probably might make their, their job a little bit easier because they, they've got a sort of, it feels like there's a checklist that has to be, you know, there has to be a, a row of, of ticks against every, um, uh, against every sort of requirement before, before the player comes in. And I think there's sort of quite a pragmatic approach from the club, it feels like, to who they're going to bring in. And I think that will help them narrow down their, their targets a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's great. There's been a steady trickle of, of players coming in, isn't it? Danny Rose, the the latest mm-hmm. one, which was yeah. confirmed today. Um, and it, it, on the face of it, you just have to say what what a sensible signing it feels like. A, an area where we could do with um, with cover. You you know, you really you want two decent, at a minimum of two decent options at every every um, every position, really, don't you? And mm-hmm. you know, Danny Rose has had what twenty odd England caps. He's played played vast um, experience in the in the top flight, and perhaps more importantly for Watford, probably has a little bit to prove to. A, the watching football world, and to him, and to himself, he's had a difficult time, which I think has been well documented. Um, but everything coming out of Tottenham, you know, all the supporters who um, have spoken of him, we've got nothing but good things to say in terms of him supporting the youth team, and just his general attitude has been has been terrific. So it's it's an exciting signing as far as I'm concerned, and yeah, and I think it's indicative of the sensible work that Watford's doing in the transfer market. Lovely stuff. Well, we'll have to see how they get on between now and uh, August the 14th. I'm sure I'll see you there at Vicarage Road, if not before, for the pre-season fixtures, Mike. But um, thanks very much for joining me. It's been been great to do this little recording and kind of get a, a feeling of, of how people are, are taking the, the, the uh, fixture list today. It's exciting, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's, um, yeah. We're back in the Premier League. We're back amongst the big boys. And uh, yeah, can't wait to get started. Thanks for having me on, mate. You're very welcome, and hopefully not for not the last time. Um, but thanks very much. So there we have it. Thanks a lot for joining us on the podcast again today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And for any other Watford news, you can visit watfordobserver.co.uk. Until next time, it's goodbye from me.